gather round, gather round, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found, and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meat, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to our 2022 Beltane episode. I want to give a tiny content advisory. There are a lot of different ways to celebrate Beltane and the theme of fertility, abundance, and the beginning of summer for many of us. In the Southern Hemisphere, it is fall right now. The main traditional theme, however, is a holy union between the divine masculine and feminine, aka divine sex, or as I like to call it, sacred sex. Corey and I have decided to focus for a portion of the show on sacred sex and how queer and ace humans can celebrate or not, and how to embrace the spectrum of the divine masculine and feminine in your own life, no matter who you are. We have provided some skippers. If you already know all that and feel like you've got that under control, you're a great ally or you are queer. Because of the sacred sex chat, this may or may not be appropriate for small ears. Totally your choice. We are sex positive and take this very seriously, although sometimes we do joke like 12 year olds. But most of our talk is serious with some fun and always respectful. Then we dip our toe into some instructions on sacred sex spell work. There is a program with timestamps in the show notes if you want to skip anything. With that said, we are really excited to share this episode with you. So let's get started. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. We have a new setup. We have a new setup. Yeah. We're in the same room. <laughs> we have no idea what that means for audio, except that the quality is still good, we think. Let us know. I just won't be able to edit us talking over each other if we do that. We Which is so fine, because that's more genuine anyway. No, no. There you go. Yeah. So there you have it, don't you know? <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, hey, Corey. Hey, yeah. Today, we're talking about Beltane. Yes, we are. But we're guess ta- What? What? We did not do a Beltane episode last year in 2021. Did we not? We didn't. We have episode three, sure. Wheel of the Year, includes a little history on Beltane. Interesting. Yeah. Why didn't we do one last year? I have no idea. Wow. We we Which fail? We really dropped you know. that Mayday ball last year. <laughs> we did. Huh. Well, huh. Or the poll or... You know, or the, the pole. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, makes more sense. Yeah. We've really toppled over that maypole yesterday. There huh? we go. LOL. I'm, I'm trying to think of so many sex jokes and they're just not coming <laughs> to me right now. Uh, we screwed the... No, I hate that I phrase. don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, we, we missed it, I guess. Yeah. I feel that feels wrong, but it's probably I right. I don't know how that happened. Well, I looked through, unless there's a hidden episode somewhere, I looked through all of them. Interesting. Welcome to our backstage life, everyone. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, happy this year. Yes. Hello. Hello. Beltane. It's coming up. Beltane, yeah. Belshane, Belshin. Mayday. Yeah. Mayday. But, Mayday. <laughs> but first, some chatter. Oh, we have some chatter? Yeah, because you have things to tell us about squirrel repellent. Oh, my and... God. <laughs> so here I am putting nuts. Yes, it's going to be one of those episodes. I'm putting nuts on my deck. To lure the squirrels up, and you are... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, is that I do feed the squirrels, and I feed the crows, and I feed the birds. Like, I do that. However, comma, there are certain things that I would rather the squirrels didn't fuck with. And right now, so my mom and I, in our eternal hubris, were like, it's definitely late enough in the season to start planting our herbs. And then it freaking snowed. Anyway, that's not the point of this particular story. (laughs) Uh, so we plant our herbs and stuff in pots on the deck so we can get to it easily from the kitchen. I've been making some bomb food, by the way. Oh. And um, I made this tomato soup with fresh rosemary and basil. Anyway, it's not the point. Oh, my god. The point is fucking squirrels. Sorry. Excuse me. I'm just so <laughs> mad about them. Uh, they keep – they're not even like – eating the plants they are they did eat one of my little baby strawberries oh but they're yes that's what they're getting in my garden they're digging in the dirt though Mm. they're just like digging in the dirt you know why they're burying their nuts well they can knock it off yeah well so we have two little things of lettuce and two (laughs) things of rhubarb in that are actually in the ground 
And then we have a whole corner of the deck dedicated to herbs. And it's like, stay over on the other side of the deck where your snacks are. So we have two owl statues, one by the herbs and one by the stuff in the ground. Mm -hmm. Because I like to eat some of that lettuce. Because it's good. And I would like the friggin' rhubarb to get big enough to harvest in a couple years, right? Uh, Asparagus and rhubarb take They take time. They take time. And when the house that I grew up in had the most enormous rhubarb plant. Anyway, I bought squirrel repellent. Not dangerous, not like harmful or hurting. Just there are these little sachets that have this incredibly powerful smell. Uh, and if you know about Lifesavers mints, the like little white candies, they smell that like that. you can spark when you're kissing someone in a closet. What? Do you not know about this? Is this an 80s kid thing? I think maybe. You can, used to be able to, you could click it while you were in a dark closet and it would spark. Oh. Like effervescent stuff. Interesting. It is not an urban legend, y'all. I've seen it. Oh. And usually <laughs> Spend a lot of time people would do. Yeah. Well, you know, well, <laughs> I, I did eventually come out though. Uh, so people, kids would play spin the bottle and go sure. into the closet to kiss and kiss. And they would um we have to we have to make our breast smell good first in avoiding doing the kissing sure. thing because they probably shouldn't have been kissing. And that's I guess how it was discovered. Not an urban legend, y'all. Not. It's truth. The more you know. Yeah, the more you know. Anyway, these squirrel repellent sachets smell like lifesavers mints. And they have a really pungent odor and there's like onion and garlic and like chilies and like other smells in there that are supposed to make the squirrels not want to come around, which I think has, you know, some weight because they don't eat our chives. Right. Yeah. So. And then we had the talk about, you know, Native Americans have for thousands of years been planting things together that naturally repel insects and from yeah and vermin from other things that they are not yeah yeah so we have our chives on one end our owl statue in the middle and then the little squirrel sachets all around everywhere else and i'm hoping against hope that it will keep the squirrels away at least until the plants are like established because they're brand new they're babies this is what i'm hoping and i love the squirrels i love them but knock it I off. Know, I know. They can be a big old pain in the butt. They really can. But I love them. Yeah. And you can buy them at like Lowe's, I guess. Can you? Yeah. You had something else though, I thought. I can't remember. Oh, we were talking about sconces that you had to cover up your oh, stuff. Oh, I had of the to cover snow. up. It snowed here. It, can you believe that in April? But here's what's so weird. We live what? Four miles away from each other? About. Did not snow here. Yeah, it was stupid. It snowed for like an hour. Big fat flakes. And I had to like think real quick. And I had to go out and like pull everything under the edge of the house. And then the stuff that was in the ground, I just put upside down bowls on top of. Yeah. Because I was like, so help me God, I am not losing (laughs) these plants. (laughs) Okay, I have some listener questions and some listener shout outs. And some Patreon shout outs. We get to shout out for Patreon. Delilah. Hi, Delilah. And we have a new person as of yesterday. Yes, I saw. Welcome. And welcome, Krista. We are so glad to have you on board. And we had a couple people level up their subscription tiers. So thank you for doing that. And we are in discussions about adding a couple of more classes per quarter. So we'll see how that goes. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you to the folks who have provided really sweet feedback on this month's recipe. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. You have have listener questions? I have a question for listeners. And I'm going to go back to the garden now. So from that, that was our brief little commercial for Patreon. And now back to garden talk with Detta and Corey. (laughs) But seriously, gardens are very witchy and a great place to do some witchy work. Anyway, I planted broccoli last year. (laughs) Corey saw it when she walked in. It's beautiful. And I got one very large head from it and it was great it tasted really good and that's all I got and I didn't pull up I didn't clean my garden I decided to wait until spring to do it well it has sprouted what look like little broccolinis and Corey and I were talking we think they're 
broccolini and broccoli are different plants. Yes, we think so. I think so. I think so. But they taste so good. So I'm trying to leave them alone in case they turn into big heads. Not that the plant would support all those heads because literally they're everywhere. They're like, and it's just like, this is gorgeous. And then the cauliflower plant sprouted all these yellow leaves. They're beautiful. And they're gorgeous. Looks like a little sunshine. I just don't want to pull them because even though it's probably not, it's in the middle of my garden bed, I'm going to have to pull it. But it's beautiful. Your lettuce is popping off too. Yeah. Oh yeah. My lettuce lasted all year, as did my spinach, as did my Swiss chard or rainbow chard. And my carrots did, but unfortunately when I pulled them up, they were all chewed because somebody got under there and chewed them. Bugs, squirrels, voles, I don't know. Something. Raccoons? No, they would have dug it up. They would have just dug it up. But I have a question for you all. Has this ever happened to you? You experienced gardeners? This has never happened to me. I've never seen a plant come up so differently than its Uh -uh. original shape and form before. No, me either. I'm just weirded out. Yeah. Totally weirded out. Like some plants, when they continue to grow, like, they look they start to look a little different like mm-hmm. my sage plant has like these full-on branches yeah. at this point instead of just stems but like i've never seen a plant be like i'm a broccoli plant but now i'm only kind of a broccoli plant <laughs> what am i now i am morphine see this is what the this is called evolution let me be who i am enjoy <laughs> me for who i am Dada is enjoying it for who it is because apparently so it's good. delicious it's so good <laughs> The other listener thing I wanted to do was, hey, Spotify listeners, you rock. We are already up to 50 reviews, and we're at five stars. Oh, my so goodness. Thank you, 50 reviewers of Spotifyers. Thank we you. We adore and just appreciate it so much, and it's helping other people find us. So that's so cool. And there are a couple of people on Apple that I want to say, hey, I think this is supposed to be the crescent moon full moon crescent moon it's a smiley face a seven and a smiley slash (laughs) that is their name and it says fun and informative is the title of what they wrote so thank you it was a beautiful review and marion 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 not marion not marion oh that's clever oh that's good we got there. That was good. And we might actually have her on the podcast. Oh. She's a writer, and I went and looked at her book. Oh, Marion. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then uh, Gabrielle Tara, thank you so much. And Jen, I think we've probably shouted you out before, but I'm going to shout you out one more time. So there, because uh, this is not my spark for today. Okay. But her Instagram stories are this wonderful pepper of political and hysterical, and sometimes hysterically political. Oh. Yeah, but some serious stuff going on. Anyway, she's a fun person to follow if you are not following her yet. On Instagram, that's where you find her. Jen Boothby. That's all the listener stuff I wanted to do. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate you. Big time. We, uh, Detta sent me a milestone what is it, 50,000 listens? Yeah, and we now have, we're at 51. We have 50,000 listens. Yeah. We so aren't even you, at 100 y'all. episodes yet. That's amazing. I know. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for caring. and Thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks for caring what we say. <laughs> because, or maybe not. Maybe you just sit there and go, oh my God. Uh, these uh, women. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about Beltane today. We're talking about Beltane. We're talking yeah. about May Day. We're talking about the 1st of May. 1st of May. If you know, you know. <laughs> Corey uh, just introduced me to a new song, and I'm so happy. <laughs> if you don't know Jonathan Colton's song, First of May, do yourself a favor and go listen to it without young ears if you worry about mm-hmm. cussing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would totally play him on the podcast at the end, but I wouldn't want to get sued since he wins his <laughs> lawsuits. He beat Glee. Good job, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, he's great. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. So, yeah, I have some library stuff to you. A little. Okay. Well, yeah. then let's, let's head to the library. Let's do that. You should go first. Okay. All right. I actually, I have a library topic 
topic and a resource. I won't go down a rabbit hole, y'all, but I think this is important to address. Mm -hmm. Beltane or Belshane, if you are Irish and you speak Gaelic or Gaelic, is a cross-quarter festival. It is the beginning of summer. It is a fire festival. And as you know, we do love the bonfire. It is mostly about fertility. Corey and I define that in a different way than traditionalists do. We will get to that. But one of the main ways to celebrate Beltane, although there are a lot of different ways you can, is with sacred sex. So let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. I actually get to sing it for real. So it is. It's it's about sex, and I want to talk about sex magic. It also is traditionally very, very heterosexual. Mm. It's about the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And I want to talk about how, okay, then how does that fit for queer folks? And first... This was a huge festival about procreation and fertility. So you had to have a womb and some semen. And I'm not talking about the Vikings, although I do hear they can rock some boats. Ha ha, ba-doom ting. All right. (laughs) Bad jokes and puns are part of what I'm about today. I wanted to talk about how, how you include our queer, especially our aces, into the Beltane celebration or any of our LGBTQ IA plus. The alphabet mafia. Yes, exactly. I've always believed that sexuality and gender are on the spectrum, and I was happy to find out that is scientifically backed. That is a science fact, everybody. Yes. Yes. Let me explain, in case you don't know very quickly, the difference. If you're still like, of course, we have genders or whatever like that. So there's biological sex, and most humans are assigned sex at birth, male or female, and about 2% of the population is intersex. But then our bodies are so unique that for some reason, a lot of people have other things that we usually assign to biological males or biological females, and they have some female things that supposedly only males have and vice versa. That are not intersex. So that is, again, on the spectrum. So that's biologically. And gender is a social construct, y'all. So if you don't know that, go ahead and do some research. Let's just remember that the main reason that they were able to burn Joan of Arc at the stake is because she dressed like a man, not because they could prove her witchcraft. Nope. It was because she dressed like a man. And until, like, the 80s, For you youngins out there, I don't know if you know this, Corey, you'll have to tell me. We were required at work, at a lot of our workplaces, to not only wear skirts. We had to. We couldn't wear pants. We had to wear nylons Mm -hmm. and heels, Mm -hmm. which screw up your back in a big fucking sort of way. So anyway, it is, it's a social construct. From this site I'm going to provide you, I want to end with this part of the library, my part of the library, defining, and then we'll move on to ways that you can celebrate no matter who you are. May I offer something really quickly? Yeah, please. When you're, if you're not already, looking into gender expression, gender identity, Mm -hmm. um, the spectrum of sexuality, please Google the phrase decolonizing gender. Because there's going to be a lot of really incredible resources there. Also, a long time ago, I shouted out Alec Vadmenin. Vadmenin? Excuse me. I just had coffee and now my mouth is like... They wrote a great book about the gender binary. And they are constantly posting incredible stuff about how to deconstruct the incredibly harmful assumptions, prejudices, laws. Mm, So many laws. Yeah. So please... Please do look into that, do that work, because the toxic masculinity, the patriarchy, the constructs of gender, that the, the binary, they hurt everybody. They do. And check out Kimberly Crenshaw's TED Talk about the importance of intersectionality and how we need it now. Intersectionality, feminist. It ties into all of this decolonization and inclusiveness. Go check her out. It's an awesome TED Talk, and I'll link that in as well. That's what I wanted to say about that. And like I said, I will end with from Mm fighthatred.com. Scientific evidence 
itself proves that gender is a spectrum. So it is impossible to put a number on the type of genders that exist. Sex can be counted into three, male, female, and the rare intersex. But in terms of gender and sexuality, which is another whole can of worms, it is impossible to count when there are so many possible options and there is science to explain and prove it. So back to the divine masculine and feminine, both of those things are in all of us. You don't have to be female. You don't have to be male. And they're in all of us, so we can all celebrate Beltane. And even if we identify heavily on the ends of the spectrum, for those folks, they might need to reach out and have a substitute deity or another human in their life that fills that spectrum for them. You know, it's about the union of the god and the goddess, but now I say it's about divine union, no matter who you are. For our aces who are also on the spectrum, it may be with yourself, it may be with your platonic partner, it may be with your spouse that you sometimes have sex with and most of the time don't, because aces are also on the spectrum. There are so many different ways to be ace. Yes. And so many. Yes. And the other, (laughs) the last thing, just while we're on this topic, uh, non-binary it is not their responsibility to be androgynous. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. With that said, Mm -hmm. after Corey goes, Mm -hmm. when we get out to the bonfire, I definitely want to be talking about some sex magic for Beltane. uh, I'm going to be talking about fire. I want to talk about that too. So, all right. That was my big library thing. And I'll make sure and put skippers this week. So if you want to get past this. I do think though, just to reiterate, do read. Yeah. Read read please god read yeah my tldr about beltane is that is uh could you explain for for some people who might not the too long didn't read version of beltane is that beltane as that as it's specifically called is specifically gallic Mm -hmm. it is you know that good old irish or scottish irish scottish yeah whelsh well, no, Wells actually calls it Walpurgis Night. <laughs> the celebration of May Day is more generally European at its at least its uh, inception. Yeah. The earliest known May Day was the Floralia, which is the festival of Flora, who was the Roman goddess of flowers. And it was a whole week long. It was at the end of April, beginning of May, which yeah. is like so fun. There was. We do three days. Yeah. In our world. (laughs) That sounds athletic. Hydrate. Anyway, (laughs) uh, there was all kinds of things, too. There was uh, artists performing and festival and feasting and fire and all that good stuff. As early as the second century AD, there was Mayuma. I'm pronouncing that wrong. I guarantee it. (laughs) Which was a nocturnal dramatic festival that was held every three years for uh, Dionysus and Aphrodite. Which is pretty fun. I, I totally want to do that. I have distilled that down so much. There is so much to learn about that festival. So please look it up because I have not po- I have not even scratched the surface of what it is. I'm just letting you know that it's there. Uh, my next note just says fuck it outside, which I think is funny. <laughs> um, basically, summer is on its way. Around Europe, this festival holiday is also known as um, the whole month is the month of love. Uh, some people call it Walpurgis Night, uh, the victory of summer against winter, Mary's Day, May Day, Mayas, Colin Mai, which is Gaelic and I can't remember, I think Irish, uh, and Labor Day. So there's a nice. lot of there's a lot of different expressions of this holiday. There's a lot of different regions that celebrate mm-hmm. it a little differently, but the general vibe is summer is coming. Yeah. Uh, let's go outdoors and let's procreate. <laughs> fertility, fertility, fertility. Yeah, super much. That is what this is all about. And jumping the bonfire. If you do that, please do it safely. Mm. Please, please don't end up please. in the ER. Yeah, please don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bonfires. Yeah. Oh, but oh. just real quickly, if you want to know more history, you can go to episode three, Wheel of the Year, Bonfire Babble Podcast. Nah, oh well. uh, from 2020. All right, let's head out to the bonfire. We're at the bonfire, and 
I said 2020, and Corey just like went, what? That was so long ago. <laughs> it was September of 2020. This is the longest March I've ever been a part of. <sighs> LOL. So let's talk about Beltane yeah. and magic and what you yeah. go, what you, uh, what do you crazy kids get up to? Um, it's a great time for sex magic sure. and sacred sex magic, fertility symbols, jumping the bonfire, as I just said, Bunnies. hand fasting, procreation, planting your seeds and not just in each other, but also <laughs> in the ground and in your mind and in your life. In my opinion, it's bigger than... Hmm, bigger's the wrong word. It's different than the new moon. These are beginnings from scratch. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean you've cleaned a slate. Would you call it the Big Bang? <laughs> oh, we are just like 12 years old today, everybody. We are 12. I'm really <laughs> proud of that. You should be Whoops. proud of that. That's a good one. Oh, uh, we promise not to do fart jokes. I'll just okay. myself out. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. What about deities? You want to talk a little bit about the deities that come along for this ride? I'm sure I would love to talk about that. But aside from the Dionysus, Dionysus. Aphrodite uh, stuff about that particular festival, I don't really know much. About, about that? That's okay. I'm going to throw some at you that LearnReligions.com considers, and then I'm going to tell you my UPG. I love that. All right. I awesome. think Dionysus and Aphrodite make sense. It, they do, right? <laughs> and they had Artemis. Bess, Bacchus, who is sure. Bacchus, is the counterpoint of Dionysus. Uh, Cernos, and we have to talk about the Cernos issue. So here's the Cernos issue. We've talked about it on the podcast before when we were doing the Celtic. Horned god stuff. Horned god, Irish uh, pantheon. He's mentioned like once, maybe twice. But Wicca has run with him <laughs> and created some. And the, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We've talked about that on the podcast sure. as well. It doesn't have to be ancient to be <laughs> meaningful to you. You know what I mean? For sure. He is mentioned a couple of times. He's huge for the Wiccan people who celebrate from the Wiccan point of view. There's a lot of ritual around him at this time of year. Flora, Hera. Cocopelli. Do you know who Cocopelli is? I do know who Cocopelli is. If you don't know... My family is from the Southwest. Yeah, of course. I know who Cocopelli oh, is. Of course. <laughs> Tammy, my wife, got so into him years ago. He's a powerful yeah. deity. Oh, we have these gorgeous, um, not instruments, uh, statues with him playing instruments. The flute. Yeah. And I just love him. Bab, Wana, and Warsi. I think that's right. Pan... Of course. Sure. Uh, oh, there is a great, if you want to add this to your celebration, I usually play it around midsummer. It's called Pan and Aphrodite by Kelly Ann. It's a great song. Oh. And actually, I think I'm going to use it this year for May Day now that I mentioned that for Beltane. I love that. Priapus Shilnagig, who is also Irish, and an, I'm not even going to try to say it. X O C H I Q. E-T-Z-A-L. That and is Aztec. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is indeed. And it is. And that I found on learning religions. My personal ones that I bring in here are Bridget, Caridwen, on Morgan, and Rhiannon. Yes. Does Did you she, all start to sing it? Does she fly like a bird through the night? She does fly like a bird through the night. I knew it. <laughs> Morgan, actually, I'm, I don't think that is just my UPG. I think that might be... Irish witchcraft that the Morgan comes to Beltane, which, you know, it's she's, a party. Yeah, Everyone should yeah. come to Beltane. She's not a sex goddess or anything like that, which a lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> she is there, at least in, and maybe because I'm hers and she is mine. She's always been in there. So she's me. definitely invited to your party. Totally invited to my party. Yeah. And if you want to get hand fasted and all that good kind of stuff, you can. Oh, by the way, I am a minister. If anybody, you know, <laughs> wants to get hand fasted, just let me know. You know, we'll do the thing. It's legal. I can make you married. Okay. <laughs> I can make you married. I can married. make you married. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a threat. You better watch out. I can make you married. Yeah. I'm good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I have a couple other celebration things, but I'm going to let Corey talk because I've been talking for a long time. Go. I'm going to light a fire. Our house we yeah. bought has a fire pit in the back. And I'm I so happy for you. So stoked. Very excited. <laughs> I hope I got power enough away from the microphone not to blow everybody's ears out. But... I'm going to put a little fire out there. I'm going to have a little bit of mead. I'm going to. Oh, mead. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for get mead. Get that honey, honey, honey. I'm going to get some blood mead. 
I think we talked about that on the episode a couple. I might or, see if I can track then. someone down to canoodle with at the fire. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, some lucky person. Some lucky person. And yeah, I I'm not gonna go too ham on the feast part of it because I will be just be getting back from an emotionally harrowing trip, and I don't really I won't probably have the spell slots for it, but I won't have the spell slots to be cooking a no. feast. I will. I always have the energy for fire, so... Well, there you go. And I have lots of dryer lint saved up, so I can just shove it into a toilet paper tube and make a little fire starter and light a little fire. We have a little fire pit out back, one of those portable ones that... Oh, sure. Yeah, but nothing like... Mine's on, mine's in the ground. It's surrounded by rocks. I know. And I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take things that I'm not banishing but getting rid of mm. and writing them down and lighting them lighting oh, them on right. fire in my fire that's gonna be what i'm doing so taking applications for somebody to canoodle with by the fire <laughs> and i have someone to canoodle with already yeah. we and her favorite holiday is belching yes. absolutely and yes as you said earlier the fucking outside thing but not in seattle not if in it's seattle, snowing it's in cold. april jesus Oh my gosh, it's so cold. It's so cold. Yeah, but let's talk a little bit about sacred sex and sex magic. I don't have a lot to bring to this conversation, so go for it. Okay. Well, because it's a time of planting seeds, and we can do it anywhere. We can do it in the physical world, in the universe, the liminal space, the astral plane. I don't know if you want to plant things in the astral plane, but you can go to the astral plane and think about stuff. Sure. Uh, Grow gardens or grow careers or anything. It's about fertility and abundance, not necessarily sex. But (laughs) if you want to indulge in some sacred sex you can do that with a partner you can do it alone some people do it in a larger group no judgment on my part get after Uh, it (laughs) but you should all make sure you're on the same page before you do this clear open lines of communication frank discussion of boundaries yes especially if there are more than two people involved Absolutely. And if it's just you, I'm going to get a little blue. Yeah, let's, because we haven't been the rest of the episode. If it's just you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe treat yourself to a new toy. Oh, yeah. Maybe treat yourself, treat yourself, make a night of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get some nice oil. Have a bath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, really, like, romance yourself. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's all I'm saying. The thing about sacred sex and about being on the same page, yes, all of those great things, is that you also need to be on the same page about your intention Mm. or your objective of the spell work Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. magic that you're casting. So make sure you talk about it because you think of it, you have to be conscious enough while you're enjoying this particular spell making. And by the way, think of yourself as one of the ingredients. You don't have to be... I think that's No, true. that's not. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I just, I've never heard. That's just a good sentence. Yeah. It's just a very good sentence. Think of yourself as an ingredient. I didn't mean to laugh, but it got me just right. <laughs> it's not funny. Ha ha. But it got me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. That's okay. But but you are in this, in sacred sex, you are one of the ingredients. and But you don't have to limit yourself to that. You can add other things, especially oils and herbal oils and stuff like that. Also, not that I would know. Just kidding. I would know. <laughs> paint. Oh, yeah. Like, it is so yes. fun to paint on bodies. Yeah. If that's a thing you're into. Yeah. Paint flowers and sigils and... Oh, so much ritual so stuff much can fun. go into sharing and adorning each other's bodies. Yeah. Absolutely. Or your own. If you're or your alone. own. Absolutely. At the moment of orgasm, that is when you want to especially think about your intent and your objective for your spell work. Mm-hmm. If you orgasm at different times, if you have the wherewithal, if you're not concentrating too hard on your partner, also concentrate when you know that they are orgasming and vice versa. Focus on that intention. Yeah, focus on that intention and get it out there. It's pretty powerful magic, you all. Because if sex is part of your life, think about how much energy happens when you come. Yeah. It's like an explosion of energy. And sometimes it is a spiritual experience. Sometimes it is. You know who you are. It's an incredible, powerful, like, of energy. It is. It is. And yeah. it's it's just 
like I said, it's really great magic. And if you don't, or if you're not, and boy, if you're under 18, I don't know. Or that you're taking this as the educational <laughs> information that, that it is. Yeah, yes, which it is. Because I think we should demystify sex. Oh, you're but, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I yeah. even, yes, I love that story that you say about walking into the shop. So Corey has this story. I'm going to tell it for her. Where she walked into a shop and there was this naked candle at the front of it. Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah. And? Yeah. Oh, basically, the person at the shop was like, I'm thinking about moving them to a different shelf. And I was like, don't. Because if a, a parent needs to learn how to have a conversation about a candle that is a woman's body. Because if we constantly are sexualizing the body, then it, so much is lost about its utility, its practicality, mm-hmm. its beauty, its... I don't know, modesty even, it's it's magic. Mm-hmm. And we should really, something that's so important is desexualizing the body so that kiddos can learn that a body is for so much more than that because repression helps no one. What I was going to say is if you are not sexual, there is all this power that you still have to yourself that you can choose to use as a virgin or somebody who is abstinent or whatever you are whatever you know spectrum you're on but there are other ways too if you don't even want to tap into that there's still a lot of powerful magic this is just one form of it yeah so don't feel bad don't feel left out don't feel especially don't feel like you are lacking or that you are broken and yeah no because you're not and don't feel pressured either not at all there is plenty of room mm-hmm. for everyone. Yep. You are not broken. You are not broken. You are not incomplete. I read a couple of ACE articles on about being on the spectrum and stuff. And that was one of the things that one of the women who was being interviewed said. She goes, I thought I was broken. And even though we are talking about sacred sex today, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the demystification of sex. Yeah. There weren't words a lot for a long time to talk about it. Also, another thing that would be great about uh, desexualizing the body and demystifying sex would be that people who don't experience that feeling wouldn't think they were broken because all media all the time wouldn't be 100% directed at getting married and having sex and being with one person forever and how sex is the ultimate expression of intimacy. It is not. It's not. It is not. Do you know what I think is the ultimate expression of intimacy? There are two. Sitting in silence comfortably with someone and knowing they have loved a music recommendation you have made. (gasps) Oh, that's beautiful, Corey. I love the musical (laughs) recommendation. Knowing that somebody loves a playlist you've made. Oh. My heart. Yeah, absolutely. Or when somebody's like, this made me think of you and it fucking rips and you're like, yes, this made me think, this made you think of me. Like, that's amazing. That's really awesome. So the other thing I find incredibly intimate is sitting down and staring into somebody's eyes. You have to get past the being uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. My actors do it for 45 minutes. We did it in yoga training all the time. You just sit and stare into each other's eyes. And it's amazing how well you get to know each other non-verbally, non-sexually, platonically. It's it just a beautiful thing. It also is a thing. great way to get to know yourself a little bit. Yeah, it is. Because you're going to find out what your impulses are to yeah. fill silence. <clears throat> and it is intimate. It is very... So, yeah. yeah. There's all that. So there's like so yeah. much you can do. If you're wanting to make connection in a way that isn't sexual, any number of those things we just said probably could be a great yeah. exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk about weaving as well okay if y'all know i'm so into not magic no not you no me and string and cord magic and your hair and weaving and braiding and all that although you just did a braid spell i did a braid spell in the newsletter yeah you did and i also am really into protection magic which this is not but it could be if you wanted to change it. I like to think about the maypole, and I'm trying to remember the colors. Red, green, silver. I'm missing one. I think it's, oh. like, yellow? Is that right? You're probably right. I think right. it's yellow. I think it is yellow. I think you're right. I'm, like, trying to, like, Rolodex in my brain all the pictures I've ever seen of a maypole. Yeah. I think it's yellow. <laughs> so if you dance a maypole, you weave together. You have the, a ribbon, and you're weaving that ribbon in and out together so that it makes this gorgeous 
like a piece of fabric like yeah it almost looks like a basket around the yeah pole. yes that is exactly what it looks like and i just want to say how powerful and magical that is and if you can't get outside to a maypole or you've never done a maypole and you're intimidated or whatever like that you can grab a clipboard and four beautifully colored ribbons or more and weave it there are some tutorials on youtube and just weave some magic and if you do get to be out in the world doing a maypole they might have an intention before you go around the maypole or it might just be just celebrating and enjoying joy and letting gratitude and joy and that's the magic spell you're weaving with that and I just love that about the maypole and yes yes it was created as a phallic symbol and all of that good stuff fertility 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 I just think I love the idea of the weaving do you weave in your magic in your circle in your liminal spaces with your gestures and hands and stuff like that do you do that type of work? Sometimes. I love that type of work. Yeah. I try to do it. At, well, I do it a lot. You do it a lot. <laughs> I love weaving. I love, love, love weaving. So. I love braiding. I, I've been known to do some pretty wild stuff with my hair. Yeah, you have. And it's gorgeous. <laughs> it is. It is gorgeous. There was one other thing I want to talk about. Yes? In my old house that we lived at for 23 years, we got bluebells one year. And I thought... The flower? Yeah. Okay. They just showed up. Oh. We didn't plant them. They were gorgeous. <laughs> I was madly in love with them. And then they took over the yard like freaking weeds. <laughs> and I couldn't get them away from other things. Well, we've been here at our place now for, you know, almost 10 years or whatever like that. And I walked out three days ago. Uh-oh. And there's a fucking bluebell in my backyard. <laughs> and now there's bluebells, two or three of them in front with my lilacs and so i was like i'm gonna dig them up and tammy's like oh could we put them in a in a bed a contained bed on the concrete over there because she absolutely loves it and they're beautiful they're beautiful, they are flowers. beautiful and i was like yes yes and so i started doing some research and if you listen to the podcast you know how freaking scared i am of certain fae not my fae <laughs> i know that the tuatha de don are fae yes everybody i know that and i know that the morgan is considered fae but I'm sorry, the ones I don't know scare me. <laughs> and and That's Jim, fair. Divine Hand Jim keeps trying to tell me, Dada, you are way overreacting. They're beautiful spirits, whatever. My daughter gave me this great little, one of my daughters gave me this great little rock bed with moss that says, fairies, welcome here. I said, what is that doing in my house? <laughs> That's like a welcome mat that says welcome. And don't say thank you. You can say you have gratitude anyway. I was researching the best way to transplant them and can you have them in your yard without them just like taking over. Bluebell flowers are considered a sign that the fae have come to your yard. (laughs) (sighs) So then, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to have to be doing some offerings. and funny. So even if I, like, didn't buy into that lore, then I went as I am, you know, getting ready to plant I some more of my garden bed. I've already planted a little bit. But as Corey said, we are having some late winter stuff. Bullshit. Oh, it's so awful. Sorry. That is some bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. I, I went to the garden, one of my garden beds, and there was a ring of mushrooms. <sighs> Okay. In my garden bed. Cool. So yeah. So so there's my little sharing LOL. sharing moment. Yeah. In the remember be the careful. fail get you. <laughs> be careful what? Be careful what offerings you put out because if you put uh, out consistent offerings and then you stop. I know. I know, y'all. You gotta be careful with the fay. Take a take a class with Morgan Daimler. She's really good. And everybody in the class other than me was there like, I really want to work with them. And I'm like, I just want to know how not to piss them off. Yeah, straight up. How to. So they could be, I guess, a great part of Belshane as well. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to be having a bonfire and, you know. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I have for Beltane. Except that what are you all doing for Beltane? That you feel comfortable sharing. Yes, that you feel comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that clarification. Because if you're going to be boning outside, you maybe don't want to share that. With us. And that's fine. Oh, there you go. Gosh, to live in a warmer clime. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? 
I wouldn't yeah. be able to leave here, but yeah. Well, that's okay. We just have to wait long enough for climate change. To, oh, no. I know. I'm sorry. I did not mean to oh, be on that depressing note. Really quick. On that note, in yeah. a not depressing way, a while back, I shouted out, show me your mask. Yeah. They just posted a really great video about how people are giving up because of the news that recently came out about climate change. Oh, no. Don't and, give up. And they made a really great video about how you can't give up. You can take a break. You can take a breath. Mm-hmm. But come back. They also made a great video about how indigenous people and college students are the scariest people to oil executives. Terrifying. And Harvard pulled like a shit ton of money. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's it's going to be OK. We're we're going to we're going to adapt. It's going to be hard, but it it's worth it. Hard. It's worth it. It's worth it to keep trying. Anyway. OK. That's a it's a call to action. Hopeful note. There you go. Be be frightening to oil executives. Yeah, that's my goal. Be frightening. That good old phrase, when your feet hit the floor in the morning, make sure that the oil company is scared of you. <laughs> yeah, that might be a twist on I've that. I've heard that. Yeah, that's, what, heard they, that? that's what they yeah. say, right? I, I think that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go to our spark, yes? let's talk just briefly, because this is a celebration, about Australia and the Australia. Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Now, this is what I've read, and I still need to reach out to Carolyn and chat with her about this. Okay. Beltane for them is in October. Yes. uh, When we celebrate Samhain. Yes. But I think they also celebrate Samhain at that time for some reason. I don't know if that's true or not. And that's, but that's what somebody said that that is the one holiday they kind of double dip. They do it, but, (laughs) but they, I think they also do it right now because it's their summer right now. So their their Samhain is May 1st. So, hey, our Southern Hemisphere people, and we know you're out there. And as a matter of fact, we know we have more than one patron from the Southern Hemisphere because your taxes are different. Uh, <laughs> uh, I learned that this week. And as a matter of fact, any Southern Hemisphere witches, if you're interested in coming on the podcast and talking about the wheel of your year, we would love love to do that episode just a southern hemisphere wheel of the year and let you run with it and we'll ask you questions and so many questions lead us (laughs) so that would be really interesting that'd be awesome yeah yeah i would love that all right should we uh send us some sparks yeah let's do it i'd love that okay what is your spark today so my spark i did a lot of research to make sure that this person was rad. Yeah, because we've run into a we've couple run into problems. stuff. But also recently, just I feel like everybody that I I find for the first time was already established. I find out that also they are garbage, and it's like ding dang it. This person, to my knowledge, is not. And this person has made me laugh more times in the last couple of weeks than I have in ages. It is a comedian that I found on TikTok, and it's a puppet. <laughs> And his name is Chad the Bird. Not Chad Bird. Do not Google Chad Bird. That's a different person. Chad the Bird is a comedian in Chicago who does these like verbal op-eds talking about topical issues. He's so funny and smart and clever, which are two different things. And I want to say wholesome, but that's not quite right. Most of the time, they're normal sort of tangents and and discussions, but sometimes he's drunk. Really? <laughs> he's a bird. For real? I mean, I don't know if the oh, guy puppeteering, oh. but the bird is drunk. Right. Got it. He's got like an empty can in his hand, and it's very funny. But Chad the bird, I the best introduction I can I can say is look up. I'll put a link, but look up Chad the bird Dolly Parton. He does a whole set on YouTube about Dolly Parton because she gracefully declined the nomination to the rock and roll hall of fame and he talks about how rad she is and it's very good and very funny but he is so funny and it's just nice (laughs) it's just nice to have a smart funny comedian that i can feel really good about i love that uh but also that says you know important i think he has important things to say cool and the comedian behind him seems like a good guy and his name i can't remember his name because i care about chad (laughs) <laughs> and that's what he wants you to care about. Yeah, he's great. Anyway, look him up on YouTube. Okay, I will. What's I'm your spark? Excited. 
in the theme of Belshane, mm-hmm. Beltane, I want to spark what is now called Babeland. It used to be called Toys in Babeland. So the, speaking of toys. The toy shop? Yep. Hell yeah. The sexual toy shop. Go treat yourself, y'all, to an oil or something else that you haven't explored or that you want to explore by yourself or with your partner. In 2013, I think they had their 20th anniversary. And I do believe it was founded by a lesbian couple, Claire Cavanaugh and Rachel Vinning. They are definitely a lesbian-centered sex toy business. I don't know how I would know that, but <laughs> I, I do. And Hello. I also want to to send up, and you can just go to their website, though you don't have to make a tile for this unless you want to, is their affiliate of the month this month is NB, and it's a black trans-owned company run by three NBs that believes that all bodies deserve affirmation and pleasure. The strive to create a safer and more comfortable sex toy shopping experience for the queer community and more more specifically, gender non-conforming trans and non-binary people. I love that. Yeah. I love Babes in Toyland. I've definitely perused. Absolutely. I have patronized their business. Absolutely. And that's (laughs) as much as I'm willing to say, you all. (laughs) But... And this is Dead of the Prude, who just did an episode about sex. All right. We did it. You did it. Yeah, And you didn't even turn that red. I know. I I'm know. very proud of you. I, I'm proud of me, too. Because I feel like when we first did an episode about Beltane, episode, episode three, Wheel of the Year, Oof. we we barely got through that, oh. and you were bright cherry tomato Oh, I'm red. sure I was. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten better. Yeah. I'm still a prude, but that's, that's okay. Fine. I'm it, Prude. I'm not a prude. I'm a little bit private about that. Okay, but private. I, I, but it's I a private think, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think being sex positive is really important. I agree. Especially in this day and age. It's 2022. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? And abortion is health care. Health care, right. So let's just uh, let's just remember that abortion, I cannot believe I'm still fighting for this. Vote. Yeah, vote, people, please. Vote and vote with your dollar. Please, because people will die in childbirth because yep. they shouldn't be having children and they're making laws like the utopic pregnancy thing. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, sex positive. Okay. I could say that till I'm blue in the face. Please vote, dear God. I think that's it. Yeah. Hey, happy Beltane, everybody. Happy Beltane. I guess that's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for Beltane this year. I am too. I'm so excited to finally have a fire pit. I know. Bow, 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 bow. How fun. But until we see you next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget that you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Twitter at Bonfire Babble and Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington. 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah. And if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.